song be song in the land of Judah. Judah means praise. We have a strong city. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bulwarks. Opening the gates that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. The righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. And my title today is The Forgotten Association. The Forgotten Association. It doesn't say much, does it? But I will explain myself. Lord Jesus, thank you for all things that you've given us to enjoy. First of all, we enjoy you. And we enjoy your house. And we enjoy your people. We enjoy your word. And enjoy this life. Lord, only one life to live. And how we live it for you will count in the end. Thank you for our hope that make it not a shame. We have hope tonight in you, Jesus. Bless the word and bless the listeners. Give us understanding that we may understand your word. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. Let me lay a foundation tonight. We have to be a people of truth if we plan to enter in to paradise with Jesus. He's the God of truth. And all his work is done in truth. All his work. And he is the God of truth. It was Pilate who asked the Lord, what is truth? Well, he didn't wait to get the answer. He just hurried on and washed his hand and said he was innocent of this man's blood. But he was looking at truth personified. When you talk about Jesus, you must understand in 1 John 5, 20 and 21, it said this is the true God. If you're not the true God, then you're a false God. What it says in, is it on the board? This is the true God and eternal life. If he's not the true God, then he's a false God. And if endless false will not benefit us. Now here's why I love truth. I'm going to tell you why I love truth. Revelation says all liars, all, not some, all liars shall be cast into the lake of fire. There's no such thing with God, little lie and big lie and small lies. There's no such thing as God saying lies coming shades of green and blue and yellow, white light and black light, yellow light. No, no, no. They all spell L-I-E. When anytime anybody lies, the whole purpose is to deceive. When there's a lie, the purpose is to deceive the person who's being lied to. When I tell you the lie, I, I'm, I'm deceiving you. I don't want you to know the truth. Why? Because the truth will not celebrate me. The truth is going to aggravate me when you find out. And so I tell you a lie. And so the Bible says Satan is the father of lies. And anybody who tell lies or practice lies 
or live a lie, or maketh a lie, or loveth a lie, then Satan is their father. I didn't say that. Jesus said, then Satan is the father. Now, you don't have to teach a kid to lie. They lie naturally. And why? Because we came from Adam. Adam and Eve, they lied to God about the lie they believed. They believe a lie, and they lied to God also about what happened in their lives. And so we know what lies can do to people. Lie have taken Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden, the most beautiful place of God's creation. They were thrown out because they lied. So all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire. Whether you lie in figures or lie in speech or lie in pretense. And that's why people who paint their face, they're false. It's a false face. It's not a real face. It's, it's, it's a facade. And the whole person is let you believe something. Now, if I was getting married again, I want to make sure the girl I marry, the first thing she's got to do is put a comb through her hair. I want to make sure that's her hair she's got. Because they can sew it on. Amen. I want to make sure that the eyelash she has is her own eyelashes. She, she can paste it on. <laughs> I want to make sure. Every, most things they have on today is not theirs. It's just put on. <laughs> Amen. In China, they actually were cutting their knee and put spacers in there so they could be taller. People go through any, any, any extreme just to lie about who they are. And very few people can accept who they are. Well, I, I'm just the way I am. That's the way God made me, sir. If you don't like it, too bad. Look at me and walk on. But I believe we're all God's wonderful creation. I am what I am, by the grace of God. And so all liars shall have their part of Now, John, John talked to us about truth. I read 1 John, 2 John, and third John, and his great emphasis is on truth. The basis of fellowship is not culture, it's not sorority or fraternity, it's truth and light. If they have not this truth, if they speak according to this word, because there's no light in them or no truth in them. And what separates the world is not riches or education we either of the truth or we of something else and with god there's no indeterminate is a truth or error false or real in or out that's how god is god has no shade between the two spectrums amen there's heaven and there's earth we're saved or we're lost amen we're a saint or we're sinners we can't be both we're hot or we're cold. We're in or we're out. That's how God is. He's a precise God. You're his or none of his. There's no halfway road with God. And so everything about God is truth. If I plan to be in that city where there is everlasting joy and perfect peace, then I have to be a member of that nation, that royal nation. It said, the nation that keepeth the truth shall enter in. And then Revelation says that the nation huh, that are saved shall enter in. Now, church, that's why I want to be a part of truth. 
I want to be in truth. I want truth in me. I want truth on the inward man. I want truth on the inside of me, not just on the outside, but on the inside. And so it's a challenge in our world today to live truth because the world is lying all the time. Politicians lie. Churches lie. Parents lie. Everybody lies. It's a world built on lies. Even the car they sell, they lie about it. The suit they sell, they lie about it. The government lies to us. Everybody lies. But that don't justify us lying. There is a God of truth. Amen. And they got false measure and real measure. You got false face and real face. Amen. But I want to be truthful. And I want to be truthful in such a way that I can be accepted of God. Because God is truth. And all his works are done in truth. Now, Paul says in Asia that some people were teaching that he said, let's do evil that good may come. <laughs> That's distorted th thinking. Hello. Hello. Doesn't work that way. Or he wrote about the Romans. They changed the truth into a lie. Whether change the figure, or change God's image, or change God's word, whatever they do, he said they change the truth into a lie. And when they knew God as God, they glorify Him not as God, but became vain in their imagination, and they worship the creature more than the Creator. Therefore, God, not man, gave them up. To reprobate mind <laughs> and to strange affection, inordinate affection, vile affection. God gave them up to gone past feelings and doing things that were not convenient. I don't need to tell you what those things are. They're in our world today. They're bad stuff. That's when God gave up people's mind to live the kind of life. And so I want to be a part of truth. Now, they tell me evil association corrupt good manners. If you drive me in your car and you have cocaine in your car and get caught, I promise you I will be busted with you. Even though I don't snort, snort that thing or smoke it or take the stuff, I could never convince the RCMP that I'm not a part and parcel of that drug scenery. He's not going to believe me. He's going to arrest me for association. Amen. And so I can understand when God teaches people, if you love truth, then you've got to come out of her, my people, and be separate and touch not unclean things. Unclean things. And I then will be your God, and you'll be my son and daughter, said the Almighty. That's what God says. Come out and be separate. Are we superior to other people? No. We were all born in sin, but we're not all going to die in our sins. Amen. And we're all not going to live in our sins. What God is saying here, I don't hang around people who dope or, or I don't hang around prostitutes because they might think I'm a pimp. Is that right? Yes, they will. I don't hang around bank robber. They think I'm, a, I'm an accomplice of it. 
or an accessory to it. So I choose my friend wisely. I choose the people I hang around, the people I run with, the people I talk to, the people I associate with, because evil association, corrupt good manners, also messed up my reputation. And I can't get it back. And so I'm talking about the forgotten association. Now, some people think that we are uh, holier than thou. God hates that. God hates that. The only one that's holier than us all is Jesus Christ. And he's a standard of perfection by which we're all measured by. We don't measure ourselves among ourselves. How eloquent we are, how spiritual we are, or how much education we are. No, we compare to him because he is the standard. God put him in our midst and we want to be like Jesus. Now, if I've said all that. Christianity simply means somebody who is an imitator of Jesus Christ. Now, I cannot say Christ. I must say Jesus Christ because Christ, there are many. When I say Jesus Christ, I single him out from every other so-called deity or whatever they have out there. Now, so Christians are copycats. We copy Jesus. Any true church that there is has got to behave like the church in Thessalonica. The church in Thessalonica became follower of the church in where? Jerusalem. You guys read your Bible. I'm sure you do. I can see you do it quite well because you're ahead of me. I can see that. Or I might just be, what, facetious here. But the Bible says that, that they were followers of the church in Jerusalem. In other words, somehow the foundation was laid at Jerusalem. And every other church followed that church. That's where Jesus Christ built his church. Matthew 16, 18. I will build my church. Acts 2 in this way. And the Lord added to the church. Quite a distance here. I'm going to build my church. Now he's built his church. And now he's adding to his church. Hello. And God added to his church. Notice. Such as should be saved. Now I don't believe God just add anybody. He said such as should be saved. They must have met some requirements. But after they got saved, what happened? What happened? Then God gave us an epistle of how they lived. Paul called the people in one church, you're my epistle. In other words, you are living evidence that I have taught you the way of God, and you become now the word of God, because when we see you, we see Christ-like. You talk like him, you live like him, you walk like him. Amen. And, and, and so, now, here's the church being formulated, and now the church is going to be propagated, and the church is going to be emulated by other outsiders who were pagans and now turn to Christianity. Because the whole job of Paul was to turn pagans from idolatry to the oneness of God. That's his job, to turn them from idols to God. Amen. If you're not a real God, then you're an idol. That's what, that's what God says. Now, that's quite a job. Now, when they get saved, 
don't you think they have to change? Sure they have to change. They have to give up customs, culture, huh? uh, family <coughs> traditions, because Jesus Christ is so absolute, he will not entertain any other as a strongman in the house that he reigns in. The strongman of any Christian's house has got to be Jesus Christ. And there are things that Christ will not do. When Peter cussed and swore to said, look, Peter, we know you're not one of them because Christ don't curse like that. Christ don't talk like that. Amen. But when they preached and raised up the dead and laying on the sick, they said they took note of them. They have been with Jesus. It rubs off on you. It rubs off on you. Just hanging around Jesus. And so I'm trying to tell you that association is very important in the Bible. Very important in the Bible. And God is strong on teaching Israel the, 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 the requirement not to associate with the seventh strongest nation when they went into Canaan's land. Do not marry them. Do not go to their festivals. Do not look at their pictures. Do not eat at their table. When they invite you to their function, don't go there. And he taught them that. And he told them why. He said, for they will turn your heart from serving God. And they will win you to them and not you to bring them over, but they're going to bring you to their side. Well, needs to say, read your Bible, friend. In the book of Numbers, in the book of Judges, the examples are profound. It's a lot of them there. They, they were giving up God every time for healing practices. They copied their way of worship. They copied their customs. They even violated God's commandment, even though God taught them. In spite of them hearing God's voice at Mount Sinai, they still did anyhow. You know, it got so bad, they didn't know the difference between Baal and God. When the prophet asked for a, a, a drawn ballot, they couldn't vote for God. They didn't know the difference. Can you imagine that? And they were confused. And so it can happen when you hang around. Now, we also see an example of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. God chose them and stuck them in an environment where they were outnumbered. And they chose, they purpose in their heart, we will not be assimilated in that system. We will not be partaker of their festivities. That's what they said. We will not drink their wine. We will not eat their meat. We will not respond to their decree. It may mean persecution, but we're not going to do it. We'd rather be faithful, amen, than be, amen, unlawful to God. And it cost them their freedom many times. They were in, in, in jail for it, or they were in lion's den or fire. But they would not associate. They were distinct and they were different. It was so profound that a man called, uh, was it Haman, who said, Hey, king, these guys' laws are diverse from yours. Their belief systems are not as the system of your country. 
and they won't be of any value to you because they won't bow to your God. They will not celebrate your festivities. They will not participate in what you're doing because they are diverse and different. Let's kill them. <laughs> Hello? Now, I don't believe God's people have lost their scruples. Now, you may think they have, but whether in McMurray or any other city, God will have a people that is spotless, without wrinkles, amen, an unadulterated church, blameless, pure, righteous, and holy, in spite of the times that we live in. God always reserve a people that will not bow or bend or burn. They will not be assimilated. I want to be one of those persons. And the only way I can be that is to come out. Now, when I got saved, there's some environment I do not go into. There's some books I don't read. There are things I don't look at because my eyes affect my heart. It does. Amen. And so, and there's some people I don't run with because I may get shot up with them. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think I'm that strong to run with them. Now, you may, you may want to test your strength, but I won't. My, my test of strength is avoidance. <laughs> I avoid it. I don't try to patch it up later on. I avoid it. Amen. Prevention is better than intervention. And so I don't, I don't run with that system. God says, I can't eat at the devil's table and the Lord's table. I can't drink from the Lord's cup and the devil's cup. I got to come out. I got to be separate. Now, it may mean loneliness, but loneliness don't mean godliness or godlessness. Amen. I'd rather be lonely and be with God than dwell in the tent of the wicked. Let's worship God. Now, we are living in a time of political correctness. We want to have intentional inclusion. Now, the world's telling us that situation determines what's right, not absolute situation. Hello. And they want us to compromise our scruples so that we might be tolerant. Now, Tolerance is a nice word for compromise. Sure your conscience. Violate God and please man. But I think we should start saying, should we please God or man more than God? That's what Peter says. Who should we obey? There are two terms that I want to look at tonight. I want to put emphasis on. And that is Chrislam which is Christ, Islam, or Christ, Mass. Those are two words. Chrislam is the merging of two words, Christ and Islam. Put them together. Well, it's like me trying to mix olive oil in water. They are immiscible. They will never mix, though you may try. Or Christ and Mass. Those are two separate words, Christ and Mass. They try to put them together. And what it is, amen, the first one is trying to merge, supposedly, Christianity with 
Islam, our Muslim faith, for the sake of tolerance or appeasement or Christ and math for the sake of political expediency. Now, you have to understand, in both cases, governments are involved. Political systems are involved. I want to talk about one called Christ Mass. Now, when you say to me, Christ, I am not impressed when you say, I serve Christ, or I'm a, I'm a minister of Christ, because I don't know which Christ you're talking about. Because before Jesus was born, there were many Christ. And the word Christ only means Messiah or the anointed one. And I want you to know, every one of those judges in the book of Judges were saviors to Israel. They were Messiah. Moses was the Messiah also. John the Baptist was looked upon as a Messiah, but he says, I am not the Christ. The means absolute, solitary, monolithic, one, not two. He said, I am not the Christ. He said, I told you so, that I am not the Christ, but I am sent to bear witness of him. Now, church, I want to know, what on earth does God know who is omniscient in to tell me in Revelation that, and the whole world was deceived by the dragon and by that woman. What on earth have they done to us for God to say that in prologue? God says, we're all deceived. Are you deceived? I don't think anyone's going to admit that. You all think you're all smarter than, you know, smarter than the devil, smarter than everybody else, and think you're running the show. Yet I don't believe that. We're servants to whom we obey. And we're all servants. Instruments of righteousness or instruments of sin. But nobody's neutral. Nobody's neutral. Now, Christ mass. What does that mean? Now, Christ means Messiah. But what does the word mass actually mean? Does anybody know what it means? What does mass mean? It means to go from or to depart from. Now, it is used in religion by a group of people that came out of prophetic utterances many years before they became in existence. Daniel chapter 2, Daniel chapter 7, talk about them. Daniel chapter uh, 12, talk about these people. And they call the fourth kingdom that will be on the earth when Jesus comes. It's that kingdom that pierced him. Them that pierced him shall see him. Now, you may not understand this, but the word mass simply means uh, a spreading, a, a, a going away. Now, going away in which way? Now, there's a group that used that word. They brought mass and Christ together. Every Sunday around the world, a large percentile of the world population have what's called a mass. 
They went to Mass tonight. They went to Mass on Saturday. They went to Mass on Sunday. They have Mass. I was in Rome. See people having Mass. They go through it. And not every church calls it a Mass. Yet every church that does not belong the truth comes from that system. Now, what is Christ's Mass? Well, to make it very short for you here, in history, a political group became religious. And they became the vicar of Christ, or the very Christ on earth. That's what it means. Vicar of Christ means very Christ on earth. That's Jesus right there. They'll tell you that. And not only that, but they'll also tell you that... Uh, they are infallible in that they can speak on a higher level than the divine word given to us. And they give us in the encyclicals that they give every year. And they have the power to change times and seasons and laws. And most of the laws and times and seasons that we are using today in democracy, which is a Greek system of government, is merged with a Romanistic doctrine. And times and seasons and laws have been handed down to us, which we all use. For example, today is called Friday. It's the name of a pagan god. Tomorrow will be Saturday or Saturn Day. And the next day will be called Sunday, S-U-N, Sunday. It's not like you think or Moon Day. They've changed times and seasons and the laws. So we are governed by a calendar that is Julius Caesar's calendar called Julian calendar. So we you. And as a result, we have 365 days in a year, and the 12, right, the 12 periods, called the 12 months of the year, and of Aquarius, we have them. January, the two-faced God, where you look into one, the past, the passing year, and the coming one, two-faced God, January, February, March, Valentine's coming, St. Valentine is the name of a priest that's called St. Valentine. Uh, Santa Claus, for example, it comes from the name St. Nicholas. He's a saint. Who, who make him a saint? Well, you, know, you don't, guys don't know that before they were called saints, they were called gods before, but when they turned to Christianity, they can't call them gods anymore because there's one God, so they call him saint. But they still pray to them. They call him saint. They used to be called gods, now they're called saints. Now, yet we all buy into that because we tell our children not truth. We tell them lies. We tell them lies. In fact, we also lie to ourselves and believe God cannot possibly put a little child into hell. We question God's ability to make a decision where you should be as if we are greater than the creator. And we, we question his, his judgment and his justice system as if God is unreasonable to even think that he should put a little child into hell. 
or anybody in hell for that matter. Hello. So we use reasoning and rationality and we use uh, humanism and try to question the, the dignity and the prerogativeness of God. Nevertheless, they change times and season. And so now every, every Sunday, every time a mass is taken, transubstantiation simply means when I take a cup, if I was a priest of the fourth government or the Roman system, and I have a cup in my hand and a round wafer, which is similar to the S-U-N, and I put that wafer on your tongue, I put on your tongue the Son, and that become the Holy Spirit, and I take this wine, and I I, I would give you the wine, I drink the wine myself. You know, it's too expensive, so I'll drink it myself. So I drink the wine, and I, I got a liver problem. You just wish you had some problem, but I wish but I got the problem. But I put the wafer on your tongue, and when I, when I do that, they say, when I broke that bread, it literally become the very flesh of Jesus Christ. Transubstantiation. I mean, the substance translate into the literal flesh and blood of Jesus, making you a cannibal, which is forbidden in the Levitical teaching of the laws of God. And so here we are submit, subject to the times and the laws and season being changed, and we never question it. Those who did lost their lives. Those who dare argue against it were buried, burnt, crucified, murdered, and such like. But you know, you tell you tell a story long enough and pretty soon we start believing it. After a while. Now, so Christ mass. And then there's a problem here. How does Christ Mass come to the scene? Because pagan Rome, when I, when I was in the Mediterranean, I saw a temple that belonged to Emperor Hadrian. All the Caesars had temples of their own because they were gods. They were sons of God. People worshipped them. They had their own temple priest, temple, uh, you call them nuns today. We call them temple prostitute back then. And they were in there worshiping the man. They worshiped, literally worshiped the man. Pharaoh thought he was God. And if you don't believe me, you can go right to the book of uh, Ezekiel and find where Tyrus called himself God. He says he's God. He sit in the seat of what? Are you folks read the Bible before? So he's God. Sit in the seat of God. The king of Tyrus, believe that. Pharaoh thought he was God. Hello. And they all thought they're gods. And some guys today don't say it, but they act it as if they're gods. Hello. And they'll question the prerogative of God. Well, here's what happened. When Jesus came, his teaching was so diametric to all Judaism and the political system of the day, so radical that you know they killed him for it. He lost his life over it. But he also made his disciples just as radical as he was and raised up a church that ceased not to preach and teach in that name. The Jews told him, don't preach or teach in that name. And when they did, it caused a riot. And when you cause a riot, you disturb the peace. And when you disturb the peace, you get the Romans' attention. And the Romans don't like disturbance or terrorists. 
and so they'll arrest apostles and put them in jail, beat their backs, etc., etc. Now, the issue back then was who Jesus was. Who is Jesus Christ? He was a problem to them. Well, somebody said, if you can't defeat them, join them. For the first hundred years, the, the, the resistance was first Judaism and then paganism. Rioting, fighting, persecuting, lying, and trying to stomp out Christianity. Demetrius, I mean, Demetian did it, Hadrian did it, Titus did it, all the Romans, generals and kings and prophets, whatever they were, tried to stomp out Christianity and could not do it. The more they do it, the more they grow. Well, Asia Minor, when you go there, you can see the impact that the apostles made, in fact, Apostle Paul made on them. And cause right stadium was the place where the people got mad in Ephesus. Now, what happened there? Constantine realized he cannot defeat the Christians. And the pagans are incensed over their gods being abandoned. In Ephesus, the goddess Diana is being pushed aside. She was the Mary of her day. Hello? Paul caused havoc. They said, these turn the world upside down. When they come, I said, and they come here and do the same. And they cause riot. Because they were having revival among the pagans. Well, they don't want pagans to be converted to Christianity. So they call them the illegal religion. And they went on the ground, they whipped them, beat them, killed them. Well, you know what? They grow more. But in 311, 311, a woman called Constantine's wife, a mother rather, supposedly got converted to Christianity, influenced her son, Constantine, to turn to Christianity, who lied while he's fighting to keep Rome together. Now, look at Rome right here. Look at the picture right here. Here's Rome right here. Rome is the fourth kingdom that Daniel saw. He saw, Daniel saw the head of gold, which is Iraq. He saw Amelia Persia, which is Persia today. He saw Greece. And the fourth kingdom, which got divided in 364. Here it is right here. When Constantine was fighting for survival, this is when this happened. Rome was being divided into eastern and the western. The eastern is the Greek Orthodox, and the western is the European system. I'm not telling you a story. I'm telling you in the Bible. And we're still affected by it today. When he saw his kingdom being divided into four, he got upset. He said, look, I had a dream. In my dream, I saw a symbol in the sky. Now, we stay in one of the most, one of the most elegant restaurant, uh, hotel in, uh, in Rome. My wife saw that there. Remember that was sort of picture on the wall? I got on a camera to show you if you want to see it later on. And they show the vision of Constantine on in the hotel. The cross. Incognito, something like that. You're going to win a battle. And that's what he did. But what that vision really meant, the vision meant you will never destroy Christianity with your sword. You'll only do it with religion. You cannot kill them 
off. You're going to waste your time. That's exactly what Balaam told Balak. You cannot defeat the children of God. You can't curse them. But you can make them curse themselves. And they will begin to do things that make God angry at them and destroy them. Jude and Peter discussed this said, you know, God, who once saved the people, afterward turned around and destroyed them. Because of what? What they did in the wilderness. What I'm telling you this night is not told in this city. I believe, if not all the churches in town, don't even talk about it. And I'll tell you why they don't. Because they're false. They're pagans. And I'll prove to you they're pagans. In just a minute. Stay with me. Now, he said, look, I'm going to defeat them. David says, by let Constantine claim conversion. From the time he came and adopted Christianity to the time he died was almost 30, 40 years between that time. He saved without repentance, without baptism, without receiving the Holy Ghost, never got saved the apostolic way. He just got up one day and decided, I'm saved. And I'm now not only emperor of Rome, but I'm now the head of the church. Pontifex Maximus belonged first to Augustus Caesar. He got that from the Etruscans. That means the highest office over the priesthood, over the pagan house of worship and the political system. Christianity thrive, being persecuted. But when they were assimilated and the whip stopped, they were in for trouble. Gifts corrupts and blind people. Well, what do you think Caesar used to do before they joined the church? <laughs> well, who gives the calendar? Rome did. Who gives democracy? Greece did. Who gives the performing art? Greece. When I was in the Mediterranean, they showed you the performing art again. Where it came from? Where it came from? You guys didn't re read Greek mythology? Huh? Read it for yourself. And the Greek gods, how many they are and how they were. The Athenians, what do they do? Athenians, what do they do? What professors do today? What do they do in Marshall? What did they do there? Who are the Epicureans? And Pythagoras. Who are these guys? You see, you don't know those names. And preachers won't tell you those names. They go, they go to seminaries, but they won't tell you these things. Because you were designed to be deceived. Deceived. Now, Rome changed laws. Times and seasons. God gave us festive seasons and never changed them. Passover. Hello. Pentecost and Tabernacle. That's all God gave you. As festive seasons to be observed. 
Never gave you any other. Esther gave you one when she was in where? Persia. Right? Feast of Lights. To commemorate what? They surviving. The A guy tried to kill them all. Right? But that's why God gave it to observe. I'm going to challenge you tonight. You're Bible thumpers, they call you. Supposed to be. And you know, you're supposed to believe nothing that's not found in the Bible. You're not supposed to. Otherwise, you've been on sand. Or ideas of man. I want you to show me one place in the Bible where God ever asked you to celebrate any birthday. You came to show me. I'm going to shock you. Show me what was the Bible where God married up a couple and they put a ring on their finger on this finger. You don't even know why you wore that ring on your finger. And yet you would lose your salvation over it. You, you fight to do it and you put it on and you don't know why you put it on. Well, because it proves that we're married. Who said it does that? The gays does it too. The nun does it. Are they married? Are the priests married? Every priest said, I'm going to ring on this finger. Every nun I'm going to ring on this finger. And the Pope has one too. Is he married? I thought they're celibate. Come on. You don't even know where it came from, how it came into being. But you can't prove it in the Bible. You can't even find it in Genesis. I see a man with long, long hair. I can show the Bible where it came from. I can show why women got short in the Bible. I can show where it came from. If you don't believe it, I'll take you to Europe and show you pictures of it. I can show you where men first wear britches. God designed not France or Italy. God designed britches for priests, never for women. You to do those things. Why do you do it? And why don't you associate it with this real origin? Because you're deceived. And you're tolerant. Your eyes have accepted the darkness. And you said, don't give me the facts. My mind's made up. I'm happy. He said, the people love it so. They prophesied by Baal. Yet they love it. You paint your face. Where it came from? Not in the Bible. It came from Jezebel. Hello? Veil on a woman's face came from a sign of deception, prostitution. Where do you got it from? Yet you do it. Yet you leave, leave the church over it. You leave the child's past over it. And yet you believe a lie, and all lies are going to have their part in the lake of fire. Those who believe it and those who love it. Because lies and delusion goes together. Now I hear you what you're saying. Who do you think you're? You're smarter than anybody else? No. But John says, my people know the truth. And they walk in the truth. And they abide in the truth. You cannot be a Christian and be in bondage. If you're in the light, as if there's the light, you can't walk in darkness. 
And yet we judge churches by how much on the pew. I told them tonight, I don't care how much in this church. I'm not fussed by one bit because I don't put anybody here. I don't take nobody out. Jesus does. My church. Whose church? He said, my church. I draw them. I place them. Oh. And when Constantine brought e of toleration, he brought in compromise. And he brought with him paganism. And he, and he cleared to win the Christian favor over, he called paganism illegal. Because now they're being outnumbered by conversions. Hello? And then there's a bunch of guys, a bunch of smart guys called apologetics. They're not church fathers. God said, call no man on earth what? And yet the church world said we call these guys church fathers. Contrary to the Bible. I could name them, but you'd know who they are. Uh, why teach a false doctrine? Only one name he needs to know is the name of Jesus, that's all. And if any other, the twelve apostles. I don't mean Judas either. Hello. And the virus know that when they make Christianity supposedly legal, just like the government gave us, you know, the, the tax break, but it, you know, they can put their hand in the church and tell us how to run it. When they give us tax allowance, they also tell us how to run the church. They give you something and take a whole lot more back from you than they gave you. And because we're gullible, we'll go for it. Yes. When really they're taxing your gift to the church twice. They tax you and tax what you give to the church again. You can't think about it. But this is their world. This is their government. Give the seed to us this season. Seed, give it to them. You want it? Let them have it. But when the edict came into being, tolerance. Tolerance mean seal your conscience for the sake of peace. And these apologetics were philosophers, Greek philosophers from Alexandria, from Antioch. Do you hear me? Plato, Socrates, Aximanes. Do you hear me, guys? Philio. And these guys brought Hellenization or Greek mythology into church. Now you know the history how when Azan the Great won the battle right back here church look, look at me look at me right now give me way back here in 323 when he won the battle amen in fact 330 to 323 he reigned for a while and he brought in all these great philosophers the Greek philosophers huh from the Aegean seas hello and brought in the Greek mythology and the Greek philosophers. What happened? It was under that system the Maccabeans came into existence. Have you heard of Maccabeans before? The Maccabeans are men that rose up and told the Syrian, you cannot do this to us and not have God killing us for it. Offering swine's flesh on their altar. 
try to make Greek the language of the, of the Jews in their worship system. And this man, all the priests went along with it, but this guy said, I will not do it. And he fought in his four sons and won and brought back Israel to where it should be for a short while. Amen. Now church, hear me. The church is being infested by men they are called Greek philosophers. These wrote to the Roman Empire and to the pagans to convince them that Christianity is a good religion. No need to fight. Just call Isis Mary. Call the Queen of Heaven Mary. Call Cinnaramus and Tammuz biblical names and Nimrod. Just put names on them. Just sanctify it. We're all one, brother. Mass conversion or perversion. And they crept in, Jude said, unaware. And when they came in, what's the first thing to do? They deny the Godhead of Jesus Christ. Change baptism from immersion to sprinkling. Change it from fathers, from the name of Jesus Christ to fit their Trinity doctrine, follow Son and Holy Ghost, which is a good scripture, but a misused scripture. Hello? Used out of context and became a pretext. Even though they can't find one person in the Bible ever got baptized in immersion in the title Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. They can't show it. Yet they practice it. And they will never tell you that that practice came from Rome. The same people who gave us Christ's mass gave us that. They're the same people who gave us infant baptism. The same people who call eh, their female god Mary eh, and the sun god, huh? Hello, baby Thomas, Jesus Christ. Hello, hello. I said, Look, take it, don't worry. That lady, that's Mary to the Christian, but to you, is she what she is? Hey. Hey, you pagan, don't worry about it. You've lost anything. You still got your baby. But look at your baby. Your baby now. Saturnalia. The sun god. All right, the sun. You know, at least he made the sun. What's the big deal? It sounds like Ahab and Joseph are talking. Oh, we're brothers. What's the big deal? Let's sit on each other's throne and talk. Professing, but not possessing. Church, I don't care to hell where the city goes. I'm telling you where we're going. We're going the right way. I don't care what they think about me and what they think about you. I'm asking you, will you walk in the truth? Will you live in the truth? Or will you compromise like the rest of them and go in darkness? Because all liars... And those who love a lie, when you love a lie, you embrace it because God says in Revelation, 
come out of her, my people. So if you're still in it, you are part of it. Pilate, you can't wash your hand out of it. You're a part of it. Hello? Church, you hear me? Name a country, and I'll show you the mother-child relationship in that religion. Name it. Name any country you wish. I'll show the mother-child. Could you go back to Nimrod? Huh? Sinaramis and Tammuz. It's handed down to us way back, way back, church, way, way back to right here. Huh? God called Abraham out of it, and this guy continued it. They did, they did, they did, and now we got it. Just another name for the same devil dressed up differently. <laughs> I got them. I got them. And they're, they're carrying all that gospel. And God's not saying a thing. He was watching. Because God used it for the screening process. He said, my people know me. And another they will not follow. So Christ's mess came from. You trying to tell me in communion every Sunday that way for become the flesh of Christ? Lie. And that wine become the blood, clear of blood? Lie. You do a chemistry test on that thing, you find it's just either alcohol or some grape juice in there. It's still dull. It's a symbol. And there's no such thing as Christ mass. That's not in your Bible. Therefore, you're not required to practice mass. And you can't find anywhere in your Bible where you're supposed to celebrate Christ's birthday. It's not in any of the Bible. You cannot show me one place, not one chapter, not one verse, not one book. You cannot show it to me. Then why do you practice it? Because you are a compromiser. And all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire. If God would never accept Israel, calling him Baal, huh? God told Israel, that's not my name. Huh? What is his name? They know his name. Hello? The only time birthday is celebrated in the Bible, listen now, folks, is in Genesis 40 and verse 20. Go there. And look who was celebrating birthday. The people that hated the people of God. Birthday is linked with astrology. Hello? And Aquarius. The 12 zodiacs. I just happened to be born in June, and my zodiac is Gemini. What's yours? 
Don't tell me you don't know. You're lying to me. You know. You look it up. Or you go to the Chinese cookie and you look and you find out you're a rat. I think I'm a snake. I'm going to marry a cow my wife. <laughs> I like Chinese cookie. Hey, rat, don't marry a cat. It will eat you up. <laughs> Whose birthday was that? Whose birthday was it? Pharaoh's birthday. And what happened when he had a birthday? It was a big worldwide event. And who lost their life over it? He killed his baker. Hello. That's when God used that birthday situation to bring Joseph to the throne. Is it possible? Is it possible that God is going to use Christmas as a, as a occasion to bring Jesus Christ back to a world? Think about it. Any other birthday in the Bible celebrated? Can you find me any? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Can you find me anybody? You got a long list of genealogies in chapter 5, and their birthdays are not given. Come on, folks. You got also in Luke, can you show it to me? And yet you practice it for the world, does it? And if I said to you right now, folks, quit tracking down your birthday. Pastor Neil has gone crazy. I guarantee you, seven, tell me that. So I'm, I want to leave you pagan. Stay pagan, please. Remain pagan. You pagan people, stay pagan. Worship your birthday. The Christians always considered pagan. Because it started with pagans. It's linked with pagans. You say, well, well what about you? What world are you going to live in? I might as well live off the earth. I will. Because one day I'll be rapt, taken off the earth. That's why I don't use the word rapture. I use the word translated. Because that's in the Bible. Hello? The word translated in the Bible. I don't know the word rapture. Translated. We all shall be changed. The moment which Enoch was translated. Now, the next place I find birth celebrated was when? In a pagan dance. And another man lost his head. <laughs> Guys, watch out. One of these days, people will lose their head. When six, six, six comes around. You don't hear me? Don't you ever judge church by our congregation? Judge by the preacher what he preaches. Because I'm right. Matthew 14, verse 6. John, Sister Nisha, John the Baptist lost his head. When the king was having a birthday party. Is that right? He was celebrating his what? Celebrating his birthday. Now, who don't like to celebrate their birthday? I like to celebrate my birthday. I'm, I was a pagan. Now, don't go say Pastor said we can't celebrate our birthday. A lie. I didn't say that. I'm telling you what the Bible says. They did. I don't care if it's celebrate your birthday. Will I go to hell if I do? I don't know. I don't know. Why would you go to hell if you celebrate your birthday? Do you worship yourself? 
by the same token, should I stop calling it Wednesday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? No. How should I call it a day? Today. Today. <laughs> it's today. <laughs> today I'll see him. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. If this is good, clap your hands. Am I making sense? I am making sense. Herod had a birthday party. Sammy's birthday, right? And the and the girl came and she why is she done? And she acted like a girl in Las Vegas. And when she was done, they said, What do you want? She said, I want the preacher's head. Another guy lost his head on the birthday. In the Bible, when it happened two or three times, it's confirmed. It's established. Hello. Now, we know when Herod had his birthday. We know when Herod had his birthday party. But you can't show me when Jesus had a birthday party. You can't show it. At age 12, he wasn't having a birthday party. He was at church. Come on, stand by. Right. Where was he? They didn't even know how old he was. Twice they guessed. They said, we suppose he was 30. And one said, you're not yet 50. Well, how old is he? They don't know. One girl tried to celebrate his birthday and Jesus Christ does knock her down flat boom. Don't you ever say it to me, but lady. Hello. Hello. She said, Blessed are the what? The paps. Is that what she said? Let me find here. He said, No, don't do that to me. I want you to Bible teach folks. Chapter seven and verse one of Ecclesiastes. I'm gonna shock you folks. Here's what God wants you to celebrate. And this is contrary to everybody else. And Jesus is always contrary. He says, he that loses life shall save it. And he who saves his life shall lose it. And I said, do you hear a quack? Watch that, I lose my life. <laughs> I want to save my life. He says, if I do, I'll lose it. Well, if I lose my life, I'll save it. Paradoxical, but true. What is he saying? Solomon, the wise man, said, a good name is better than a precious ointment. And the day of death, then the day of one's birth. Look at that, friend. The day you die is more precious to God than the day you were born. Because precious in the sight of God is not the birth of a child, but the death of the child of God. <laughs> I lost him. When any child is born, God is excited. But when a Christian dies, God is excited. Heaven start dancing because precious is the death of a what? Saint in the sight of God. Pastor, don't weep though. It's not rejoicing time. We're rejoicing in heaven. <laughs> Anybody want to die now? Anybody volunteer? Start praying, God, heal me, heal me. Oh Lord, this is God, kill me, kill me, kill me, God, kill me, kill me. Who be the first? No takers, God. Sorry. Go home. My death is more precious because I plan to die saved. 
I was born in sin. That's not worth celebrating. But I die born again. That's worth celebrating. The firstborn from the dead. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Brother, that rocks the eloquent. Pastor Neil. Why do you celebrate Christmas? Luke chapter 11, 27, 28. A girl tried to turn, tried to get Jesus to feel high about his own birthday. He didn't turn him down. He wouldn't go for it. He just wouldn't go for it. They said, Come on, folks, help me here. Luke chapter 11, sister. 27, 28. Is this all right, church? There is no Christmas. It's pagan. If you do it, you're not celebrating Jesus. You are actually worshiping Saturnalia. It's sun god, S-U-N. You're pagan. And I don't care how much you try to crystallize it. Let me tell you, friend. A car in a stable will always be a car, though it's in a stable. <laughs> A man that says, I'm a gay because I don't know what I really am. I said, just a minute, sir. Check out your instruments. Back your shirt off and your pants off and do an overall check. And you'll know what you are. Therefore, you turn the truth of God into a lie. You're looking at all the instruments of a man and say you don't know what you are. You're lying. Okay, go fill the philosophers, you know. They say, if it quack, it's a duck. <laughs> huh? If it wag, it's a duck. I don't care what you call it. It's through a duck. It's a duck. Hello? You don't change your gender by the saying, I dismiss it. Huh? Hello? At conception, gender is formed. We don't care what DNA says or NSA. Jace, he said different. Oh, they have judgment. God don't get confused. Oh, you girl. God made male and female. Huh? Adam and Eve, Adam and Steve. He knew what he made. And nobody come on this earth without obeying Psalms 139. And God determined what's 139. All your members are in his book. You're not self made. You're created. Hello. So that sound good to the, uh, the social order for a day. It don't work with God. The Bible says, and it came to pass, and he spake these things. A certain woman of the company lifted up her voice and said unto him, Blessed is the womb that bear thee and the paps which thou hast sucked. What did Jesus say in response to that verse 28? Go there, please. Here's Jesus' response. Go on, please. But he said, Yea, rather, blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. What is he just done? He dismissed birthday celebration. Now, if you want to celebrate Jesus Christ's birthday, folks, first you have to know the right date and the year. And the Bible don't tell me and tell you that anything you tell me is going to be a lie. Huh? And which of you want me to celebrate your birthday on the wrong day? 
Do you? Do you? But why do you expect God to receive it? Church push logic. Professing to be wise, they became fools. And changed the truth of God's word into a lie. That they all may be damned. Can anybody go back to... He says, search the scripture. For in them you think you have trouble. They testify of me. But sir, they don't tell me when he was born. So you don't know. And then you tell me, you made it up. And because you do, doesn't mean God accepts it. I can tell when he died, though. I can tell when he died. You know how I know that? Because Leviticus tells us when he should die, and he died on the same time. Huh? And Daniel said when he should die, and then says he died on the 69th week. Hello? He fulfilled to the letter. I believe that. We can tell without any guesstimation when he died, but we can't tell when he was born. And all we can do is say, I suppose. And suppose mean you just don't know. Even the Bible says, suppose. Not one time did the apostles in 30 hard years ever preach Christ's birth. It's not in Acts. It's not in Romans. It's not in Corinthians. Hello? Huh? Regulations. So how come these guys know? They're lying to you. They're talking about Saturnalia. Pagan gods. The sun god. And it's not Mary. You can't find one place in the book of Acts. Huh? Where Mary, the mother of Jesus, besides chapter 2, is in the picture. Can you find anybody? Is she mentioned? Mary had no reputation when she died. She had no place in the church. How come they said she is the mediatrix? You go through to get to Jesus. What does it say? Pray to Mary, Mary, mother of God. What does it say? She's mother of God. Where does it say that? In your Bible? If they lie about that, they lie about Christmas. Roses and Mary? Mary never touched a flower in her life. And if Mary touched flowers, he would not. Hello? Would be the rosary. It would be the lily. Hello? Because the lily in the valley is Jesus Christ. But when you say that, kind of roses, Dr. Mary. Hello? Come on. Was Mary ever give you any formula for praying? Please, somebody tell me. Did you know Mary was unclean for eight days after she gave birth to Jesus? She could not go in the temple with a little boy. She was forbidden by the law of Moses to go because she was considered what? Unclean. Where do you find that she is immaculate? 
These are the same people that asked me right now to worship. Where do you find carols in the Bible? Do you know a carol struck somewhere way down in the 1400? Tell me one time the apostle said them carols to Jesus. Not even at community are you asked to sing a song to him. All the songs we know are the ones in the Son. Psalms. It said, if you're married, let us sing what? Sing what? Is that what we sing? Do we sing Psalms? Do you guys know most songs written today are written by gays and homosexuals? I mean, you that in, in, the, in the music world. Most of the songs. You notice how they write them? You notice how they write them? Are you sure you're worshiping God? Do we have anybody in our midst that can discern Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, wrong instrument, wrong tone, wrong lyrics, wrong music, we ain't bowing. Not going to worship. Now, these churches are singing it, and they're up here. Hey, they got sweat and perspiration, but perspiration is not inspiration. Woo! Brethren, am I preaching? Most of those songs, I can pick my wife up and dance to it and work the flesh up. It stir up my emotional sex organs. But now I sing at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light. Those songs are singing about what he did for us. Modern songs today talk about what we do for him. And we've done nothing for him except bring him shame. Let's worship Jesus Christ. Come on, beloved. The forgotten most association. Where does all come from? It didn't come from God. It comes from the gods. The boss said, we ain't going to bow to that kind of music. That's not ours. It's the wrong thing. We ain't going to eat that kind of meat. It's not ours. And by the way, we don't want to have united prayer either because that's the wrong gods you're praying to. Oh, Muslims and Christians and Buddhists and everybody come together to pray. Not me. I'm going to save my breath to cool my soup. Huh. Elijah prayed alone. And the fire came. Jesus went to the house of God and said, All you Jehovah worshippers, get out. Is that right? And then he tore the house up. Ooh, come out of her, my people. One guy came and said, Pastor Neil, you can't preach that and grow. He said, Oh, you'll never grow. You'll always preach to your wife alone. I said, Thank you very much. But I'm like Eleazar, and bringing home no other girl to him. Abraham said, if you go and the girl won't come, leave her there. But don't bring the Son of God down to their level. And we're not going to bring Jesus down to become ministers of sin. He's a minister of sincere people, not sin. Shall I continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. 
should we that are delivered from sin live any longer there? No, church, no. No. He's coming out. And Bible says, this will make merchandise of you. Chapter 2 and verse 3, Second Peter, Christmas is for commercialism. Commercialism. You've been to Rome? I'll take you next time I'm going and show what Rome is all about. Money, money, business, sale, sale, indulgence, sale, candle, sale, forgiveness, etc. You can't buy your way out of hell and you can't buy your way to heaven. No man can give to God a ransom for his soul. Only the blood of Jesus Christ can do it. He purchased the church with his own blood. Hey, this is good preaching. Hey, God sent me to preach the truth. Not to join in some club I'm here. No, to preach the truth. Hey, and through covetousness, we got more sales in churches than anywhere else. I went in a room and watched them sell a candle at the door right there. Find one place in my Bible where they sell candles to pray. What if I can't afford a candle? What if I can't afford a candle? Christmas. Everybody what Noah means? The first Noel. The angels were singing. That's lies. The angels didn't sing the first Noel. Did they sing that? In your Bible? Did they? So who made that up? Noel means Christmas. It's a French word. But you speak French? Well, I got away with it then. It means Christmas. <laughs> I'll get away with it. There's no interpreter here. For I, I don't believe it. Missing toll? What's that? Missing a toll or missing a toll? Which one is it? Now, folks, let's assume Christ was born on that day. Where in the Bible it says they brought gifts to each other. Here are the three wise men, or three men they call them, and they're going to call Magi in my Bible. The, my God, the Magi. There's no Magi in the Bible. But we said, oh, the Magi. Who called them that? See in your Bible? Then why do you do it? I'm asking you, why do you do it? Mejas? And who they give the gifts to? Oh, here, Mejai one to Mejai two, take this gift. We found him. They gave each other the gift and left Mary there, right? And why they brought the gifts? He was born a king. You never visit a prophet or a king without carrying a what? A gift. Why was he born in a manger? I tell you why he was born in a manger. It's not because they couldn't find a room in the inn because they could find one they wanted one real bad. What, what happened then? All the cows and the bullocks and the goats came from what? A stable. And Jesus come to tell those cows and goats and bulls, you're fired. 
I'm here. I don't need your body anymore. I'm here. And they call him the lamb. But please, he's got, he hasn't got four legs. <laughs> Come on, church. Why do we give gifts to each other? It's a practice for the day after the church is gone. When you're going to kill Moses and Elijah right in Jerusalem. I prove it to you. In chapter 11 and verse 7 to 10 of the book of Revelation. It's a dress rehearsal of the killing of Moses and Elijah in that time to come. Go there. It says, and these two prophets, when the church is gone, prophesied huh, for 12, 60 days. And one they're prophesying, they brought up on the earth the plagues that were in the seals, and the world knew they were powerful. And when their ministry was in, they died. And what did they do? What did they do, church? They left their body there. And with television and all satellites, they saw their body there on the ground in Jerusalem, dead. And they sent gifts one to another. Did you buy gifts this week? You're planning your own left behind procedure. The widow in the church couldn't afford a gift. Did you know that? Mary was so poor, she couldn't even find a proper sacrifice for Jesus. She had to buy the cheapest of the cheap, two doves, two farthings. So she couldn't fit in our church. Because if I don't give you a gift, you're going to get angry at me. And if I don't buy you a present, it's not a requirement for Christianity. And if you want to give a gift to God, I'm going to tell you what you can give him right now. It's the 12th chapter of Romans. Go there. And verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Why are you guys so dead tonight? You want to go over and eat your 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 bunny? What do you call it? Your bunny rabbit? What do you call it? Or your bugs bunny? I don't know what you want to go over and eat tonight. <laughs> Church, I love you. You know, I really do. You know why? You love strong teaching. <laughs> Present your body. A living sacrifice. <laughs> Jesus is a gift to me. And we are a gift to him. Behold I and the children that the Lord has given me. Church, what is going to be my crown of rejoicing? Is it not you in the presence of the Lord? That you as, you can say, I have overcome that woman with that cup in her hand. You know what cup mean, church? You know what cup mean? What has Paul told him? You can't drink from the devil's cup 
and the cup of the Lord? The Lord. That means you can't practice those things and come to turn to the same thing for God. It just don't work. And you can't eat from their table and God's table. What communion has light with darkness? And darkness with light. What fellowship? I know. I know. I know. I'm just old fashioned. Time is gone. It's after nine. And we must hurry to March Christmas Eve. And Walmart's about to close tomorrow. And I must get my Christmas gift in place. And by the way, card, those cards, those Hallmark cards that you have. Some folks can't afford to pay tithes, but they can buy cards. I'd rather buy a deck of cards than Christmas cards. Because at least I heard one sermon with a deck of cards. And so the soldier told the story. You see, when I see the queen, I'm the queen of heaven. When I see the queen of heart, and I see the king, I remember the devil. <laughs> or Jack. I remember Judas. <laughs> and when I see the Joker, I remember religion. <laughs> I believe in Lady Fatima. Mary never worked with miracle in her life. And we know Mary died at Ephesus. And before she died, she was ascended to heaven. It's not in the Bible. So Christmas, what should we do? Okay, kid. Zachary, look at me. This is a lie, Zachary. So don't, don't believe it now. Santa Claus came down the chimney and brought you that beautiful pen in your hand. Ho, ho, ho. Who are you? What is your name? <laughs> I'm sorry, Zachary. Pastor's up to lunch this time. <laughs> Church, how could a fully grown man fit in a chimney? In a chimney. Eh? And bring all that gifts down. You know, I go to restaurants and I cannot sit in the booth. My tummy just won't let me fit. Much more him coming through a chimney. Can you imagine that? I go on the plane, I have to almost ask for an extension belt. I feel like a roller coaster. Give me an extension, please. Hallelujah. Much more Santa Claus, much more bigger. All liars. I'm not through. Monte, friend. Sunday. The Jehovah's Witness says, you Pentecostals, the Sabbath keeper says, you guys change the Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday. I said, nonsense. 
Did you know in one day you can have two festive seasons in the Bible? And I said festive season, I mean harvesting season of the Bible. Passover, Feast Tabernacle, they all meet at the same time. It's not Christmas. No. Hello. And God says the morrow after the Sabbath is called another Sabbath. And I'm going to tell you, look in your Bible and prove me wrong. God calls Sunday Sabbath. Because the word Sabbath simply means rest. And it doesn't mean Saturday. Now I tell every Adventist that they don't know what a Sabbath is. Because a Sabbath day journey, you can't walk any further than how many spaces. You can't cook on that. You can't drive your car in a day. Heard about this Jewish guy, his wife was having a baby, and she came for to give a baby, you know, and so she was giving birth, and the guy, the ambulance came and went to the hospital. On their way, he wouldn't go in the car. You know what he did? He ran by the car. <laughs> but he may keep the Sabbath. Well, Jesus said, the Sabbath was made for man, and not man for the Sabbath. Hello. Hello. But I want to tell you, friend, there's more hope for a Seventh-day Adventist observing the Sabbath than for a Pentecostal Christian observing Christmas. Because Sabbath is in the Bible. Now, it's done away with it in Christ. But Christmas was never, ever associated with Christ at all. Let's stay. I'm not done. If I were you, I would take time and go into the book of 10th chapter of Hebrews and read there and find the answer to everything I just said, why Jesus Christ came. But let me give you seven reasons why he came. He came to take away our sins. John, 1 John 3, 5. He came to save us from our sins. He came to taste death for all of us. He came to destroy the works of Satan. He came to put away sin. He was born to be a savior. The last man, Adam, Jesus, came to die. He asked me to always remember his death. Never once has he even asked me to remember his birth. As often as you do this, you show forth my death. Never ask us to remember his birth. He gave no importance to his birth. Why? He knew people were doing what they're doing right now. Because he came not for us to commercialize and institutionalize a system we're going to make money. If you talk about his death, then you must discuss sin. Hello? You must discuss repentance. And church, the only way this church can grow is if we preach truth. On the way. There's no other way. Mistletoe is a sacred pagan plant of fertility. We don't need that. The church don't need it. Jeremiah 10, 1 to 4, let us know there were, there were decking trees long before Christ was born. 
They were nailing stuff to it and doing stuff to it. The only tree in this church is the one Jesus hung on and died. That's the only tree we have in this church. Are you with me? Hello. And we worship God in season and out of season. And if, I, if I'm going to talk about death, I'm going to listen to Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 1. The way I die is more important than how I came. I was born in sin, but I die saved. That's better. Let me do a dangerous thing. And <laughs> I don't know how to do this. Who want to ask me a question? Uh, don't, don't baffle me now, anybody? Apart from, can I go home, please? Now, tomorrow, I'm going to eat, 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 eat. I can't eat no more. Well, that's not the first time I do that. I do it all my time. Look at me. It shows. Now, you say, Pastor Neil, will you make use of that holiday? Oh, when I was working and they had those holidays, I took them all. And I used them all. But do I do what those guys do out there? No. Do I go out there to condemn them? No. I'm talking to Pentecostals who know the truth. I'm not here to condemn the world because the world don't know any better. I was out there too. I'm talking about we, do we love it so? And we've forgotten the association that comes with it. Hello. It put me in a category that I don't want to be a part of. Praise the Lord. I don't want to mar my inheritance. I want to walk in truth. John said in Second John seven times that we must have truth and walk in it, live in it, believe it. Hello. Don't lie to your kids. Now, parents, I know your kid's going to feel pressured by the world, but I want to tell you, Moses was raised a proper child. Hello. When he came of age, he refused Egypt because what was put into him. He refused Egypt. And Timothy was told, Timothy, from a child, you've learned the scripture. And you have learned from the childhood days. Don't you lie to your kids just to suit society who is in darkness. Christmas is not for us. We don't celebrate it. You should never desert church for it. Hello? In the Bible, when there's a new year, they blow the trumpet. Is that right? Is that true or not? Every new year they blow the trumpet. It's in the Bible. But, you know, the pagans have their way of doing their stuff. We're not worshiping pagan gods or observing their doings. We want it God's way. Amen? I'm sorry. I can't change Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and the fact that today is the, what, 23rd? I didn't count those days. That's the, they're counting, and they did what they did. It was fine. Don't bother me one bit. But church, let's know the truth. Let's know the what? Is this good? What I see on Sunday? Amen. Amen. Come with your Christmas best. Amen. Come and celebrate your Christmas with me. No. We come to do as we've always done. Worship God. Lord Jesus. Thank you so much. You said 